on, Barbara. You get lungs, blow the shell. I'm Junior Kegel with Virginia. Oh man, the Vogue. How are you? Have you had enough Vogue lately? I mean, the Vogue in the air from the volcano. It, it is unreal. Anyway, so uh, first we got to start the show with an attitude of gratitude. So we got to thank everybody. Bro, there is so many people to thank. So all we're going to say is thank you because we, we don't like bore people with the analytics. You know what I mean? But we get analytics. See, in the radio days, bro, we had to wait for the book, right? The ratings book. Now we can see the countries. We can see the people in the United States. And um, in the United States, number one is still California. So we like to say mahalo to all of our California listeners. Number two is Texas, the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, mahalo, Texas. And um, bro, we like to say how's it to uh, a couple of our friends, Chico and Marcus in Texas. Unreal. Bro, we like, oh, and the kind stay up there too, bro. Okay, we get uh, Kamaka. He's up in he's up in Texas right now. So Kamaks, how's it, bro? And so uh, yeah, all our people in Texas, and then Hawaii, and local people on, on you know in Hawaii. They kind of you know, Hawaii. I gotta say, look, I, I'm sorry, but we are at least three to four years behind everybody else. Okay, so and just now, right? We've been doing the podcast for two years. We're in our second season, and uh, knock on wood, right? And then we and we notice now the kids, you know, they got, oh, hey, join our podcast. Oh, we podcasting. Oh, really? Yeah, we podcasting. But, oh, unks, unks, join our podcast. So I'm like, okay, all right. And then they find out, oh, unks, you going podcast? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you've been doing them a couple of years already. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But anyway, no, local people, bro, we love local people. And during my radio days, bro, we just got to mahalo them one more time. Because during my radio days, it was the local people that supported me. And you know what they did? See, because these guys, I was I was very much a controlled substance in radio. <laughs> I was a controlled substance. They only brought me in for fill-in, right? Because, see, the lead guy, right? You should, the lead guy would call me one day. That's another podcast, right? but we're going to tell you the real story. Okay? The lead guy would call me one day and goes, ah, you know so-and-so is having an issue and he, you know and he, and so so they tried to take me down right and so i could only fill in after that you know when that guy you know that was all jay when he wasn't working <laughs> so that, that was bro that was so funny because i was like what you know i'm not gonna take his job what are you worried about you know you know what i mean and so anyway long story short hawaiians people used to text each other they used to text and they used to call you know, the, hey, Junior's on the radio, Junior's on the radio. And they used to text, hey, Junior's on the radio. They used to text the aunties, the cousins, whatever. Because the stuff I talked about was real stuff. Just like the podcast. Same thing. 
We didn't change the names because we never like lawsuits, right? We, we never libeled anybody, but we told the stories, right? And we told the stories because sometimes stories are important. It's important, you know, and now the Law of Attraction podcast is what this is, right? Because I teach that in real life and I teach people because they saw me live the dream. They saw me live several dreams. <laughs> they say, certain people saw me live this one dream, you know, called Okay, I'm going to be on the radio. Second, you know, people saw me live the entertainment dream. And a lot of people know me for a lot of different stuff because I keep living different dreams, right? Because you know why, Hawaiians? Let me tell you why. Okay, the why is always important. And the why is God gives you one life, Hawaiians. This is it. This time. You live one way this time. Okay, so this is it. Now, you know, there there are things and, and theories and, and beliefs. They say, okay, we keep coming back. We keep coming back. So your spirit, right, inside, inside your eyes, you know, when you look in the mirror, get that, okay? That is you, this this suit that you're wearing. This is only temporary, Hawaiians, temporary, okay? This this thing going to get old. This thing going to mock it, and you going. And when this body falls flat, Okay, and no more life anymore inside the body. That life in the body is going to leave the body because the body no can handle already. Okay, and then what happens? Well, your energy goes. Okay, and that's where I'm going to leave them. I'm going to leave them hanging. But that energy is eternal, right? You asked to come to the planet. You asked for this stuff. You know, you said, you said, God, please send me to the planet <clears throat> so I can live one time this way, <laughs> right? And then you came. So that's why, you know, when I was a kid, they told me, and I don't know if this was a mistake or whatever, but they said, Junior, you can be anything you like be, you know. And I'm like, really? And they go, yeah, you can be anything. And then I found out that Einstein said, right, that imagination was more important than knowledge. Because right? I never know nothing. You know what I mean? Bro, I still don't know nothing. I just, so, so when I went out into the world, I never know nothing. And that's how I kept them. Because if you go out into the world thinking you know everything, guess what's going to happen? Right. Nothing. <laughs> nothing going to happen. <laughs> so, so when you go out in the world in the morning, bro, just, bro, you just come from that perspective, right? I don't know nothing. And go learn. <laughs> go learn. That's all you got to do. Experience. Try. Fail. Okay? So the, the, the whole thing about the law of attraction is you're going to attract into your life Okay, what you're interested in or what you like. Okay, and on today's podcast, we're gonna talk about the checkers and pogo story. But before before I tell you that, okay, I'm gonna give you the formula. Okay, the formula is try, fail, learn, succeed. That's the formula. Okay, just follow that formula. Apply them to anything in your life. First, you're gonna try. Okay, then again, guess what? You're gonna fail. Okay, some guys fail big time. Right, and some guys they, they just fall on the you, you know what I'm saying because they make stupid decisions, okay. But when you're trying, okay, try to make educated decisions as much as you can. Do your research, do your due diligence, right? You know, the kind big kind holly words, okay. Uh, for you people in Japan, uh, you don't know what holly is, okay. Uh, that's that's a local slang term, okay. So we're not racial, we're just saying holly means no breath. Okay, so once upon a time, these guys showed up over here and they never have bread. <laughs> so, so that's why we call them that. Anyway, but, but you know, what I'm really saying, Hawaiians, is you can apply this to anything in your life, okay? All you got to do, 
apply the same formula. It works every time. I've applied this to many things and boom, it always goes. Always. You cannot fail. You cannot fail at in the overall perspective. You cannot fail. Okay, there's no such thing. Okay, you can learn, right? You can learn. Okay, but but what you perceive to be failure is when something doesn't work. When you get to the point that something doesn't work, you gotta learn why the bugger never worked. You know, learn why the thing never worked, right? Then when you learn, okay, then then you can succeed. Cause why you're not gonna do them the same way the next time. There you go, always. All right. So hey, we're gonna talk about the checkers and pogo story today. Um, so I wasn't when I was a kid. <laughs> Okay, I, I know I know what you guys think, especially in Germany right now. They're listening to us in Germany. And they're like, okay, what's a checkers and pogo? Okay, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> All right. So when I was a kid, right, I was like, I was like third, fourth, fifth grade. When I was really young, we never had TV. Okay, we never had. <clears throat> I, I, was, I was brought, I was raised in Hanalei Valley. And in Hanalei Valley, the signal... The, he's talking VHF, okay? The, the signal couldn't reach over the mountain into Hanalei Valley, okay? So, so we never have TV. I didn't have TV till I was about, I think, uh, till we moved and I was about, we moved out of Hanalei and I was about seven years old. And, and then I started having TV, right? And then I saw TV. And boy, I tell you, the impact that TV had on my brain was unreal. And after school, right, we would get, get home after school, <clears throat> we, would, we would watch TV. That's all we would do, right? And, and our parents, well, my parents wasn't home, right? They were still working. And so we had about like, I don't know, a couple hours before our parents came home. And generally, we was either, you know, at our own house or at our friend's house watching cartoons in the afternoon. And these guys, Checkers and Pogo, there's these two guys. So Checkers was this tall, big guy. Right, big body guy, and he, he was just you know he he was uh he was an older gentleman, right? And then you had Pogo. Now Pogo was also an older gentleman. And these guys, I would I would say when I was young, they they were in their like late thirties, early forties, right? And these guys, the, the Pogo played like the young kid kind of. He was like he acted like a young kid kind of thing. That was his character, right? And um, see, a lot of people didn't know. That this guy, Pogo, was actually a bishop in the Mormon church. This guy's name was Bishop Morgan White. And he passed away. Uh, God rest his soul. He was a great guy. He was a great, great man. And uh, But he was a bishop in the Mormon church, right? And and there's all kinds of stories that, you know, went around about Checkers and Pogo and all this kind of stuff. And, and he was very successful. Both of them very successful. Back in the day... When you you could actually get a contract working in talent on television locally here in Hawaii, I mean you could get a contract that you know you did these these shows. They had shows, right? So so they had this show, long running show. This this show went on and on. So when I was in fifth grade, right, I decided you know I wanted to come see my friend, and so I, I told my mom to put me on a plane. I like come see my friend David. And, you know, they was going to take me around. I was going to stay with them, right? And I went to go stay with them. So they asked me, like, oh, well, where you let go? Because, you know, this is Honolulu, right? And I was coming from an outer island. 
And I said, oh, I'll go see Checkers and Pogo, right? Because every kid wanted to see Checkers and Pogo. Now, there was no admission. So what you would do is you would stand in the line on Kapilani Boulevard. And you would wait your turn, right? And they would fill the studio. And whoever didn't make it, right, was turned away. And you had to go back the next day. So we got lucky. We got in line. We went early. We stood in line. Everything. We got inside. It took us in the TV studio. And I was in fifth grade. And I was in this outfit. You know, like back in the day, we had these deerskin vests and and uh, striped bell-bottom pants. We had, we had like weird stuff. But, I mean, all kind of weird stuff. It, it was the hippie generation, right? And so, but this was like, this was past the hippie generation. This is like, like the hippie generation was right before me. And so, so this was like leftovers, right? But was still in the stores, you know, people was buying them, was popular, you know, platform boots, all that kind of stuff. So I had, my mother always bought me the best stuff and I was all decked out, you know, and, and I was wearing shades, right? Don't ask me. I don't know. I just, you know, cause I thought this was Hollywood kind of stuff, right? And I wanted to dress appropriately, right? And so, so here, here I am, right? You know, they're all decked out. And I'm sitting on the bleachers and we're watching the show. And, um, and my friend David didn't want to go as part of the audience. So he sat in the spectator, you know, place with his mom. And, um, and, but I never forget this. This is, this is pretty cool. And so anyway, so I'm sitting over there, right? And they start, you know, they come out and they tell us, okay, you got to cheer. When Checkers and Pogo come on, you got to cheer. After every after every cartoon, you guys got to cheer. And that's the intro into the show and all this kind of stuff. And we're fifth grade. We, we don't know nothing, right? So we're sitting there. And this happened to be on a Monday. Now, on Monday, they had Marian birthdays. Okay, Marian birthday. So, like... If it wasn't your birthday, you could put your hand up, right? If it was your birthday, you couldn't, okay? So, so, and I don't know, the, the way I was looking around, because I was part of the thing, right? I was sitting right there. And the way I would look around, I was like, I was like, okay, is everybody cheating or is nobody born today? Because, bro, everybody had their hand up, right? And so these, all these kids, right? So that here, here comes the, you know, and they're singing the song and they're panning over the, the audience, right? And, and we had to cheer coming into the bit, right? To coming into the segment. And then we're cheering, you know, and then Checkers and Pogo come on. Okay, let's find our Marion birthday. So the camera pans over all the kids. And we're watching monitors. There was TVs set up, like, in front of us where, where you couldn't see, right? It's what they call the fourth wall. Okay, the fourth wall in television is the wall you don't see, right? Because they have a set, right? like a set. And everybody raising their hand and the camera's panning. And, and pretty soon, and I think it's because I was wearing shades. I was the only kid wearing shades. And 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 the camera stopped on me. And I looked, you know, and I'm from the nearby islands, right? So, like, first time to the show, right? And I'm looking at, and I, I look at the TV and I go, hey, bugger we stop on me, right? And and so they so the thing we stopped. So so they would choose me and I came up and you know, so I went up and they make you they make you put your hand in his big jaw and you grab pennies, right? And then you put pennies in the and you put them in the birthday hat and then, you know, normally like one of the guys, checkers or pogo, they reach in and they help you, you know, so you get more pennies, right? They and they, they always do that. And they gave you an one birthday cake. So this was a nice cake, was from Bakery Kapiolani. Well, back in the old days at this place, right? 
and and uh, all kind and they give you gift certificates and toys and and you get on goodie bag right you get all this stuff and um so so I was the you know and people back home saw me my classmates right and they, they was at home and they, you know I can just imagine what they I just I could just imagine what they was thinking because I went back I went back after after summer vacation was over right those glorious two weeks I had over here and then when I went back everybody was yeah freak oh, you seen you on TV guy <laughs> you you's even uglier on TV boy you know that guy so there was all Jay you know what I mean and so so I, I actually that was my first experience with checkers and pogo mm-hmm and and I thought that was pretty cool so that's one of the things that happened right I was actually on the show okay now you know I saw the TV production I saw how they did them and I thought to myself, wow, it would be really cool f- to do this, like, if I could do, like, my own show. See, because when I was a small kid, right, even though I was fifth grade, you know, I started playing ukulele. I started doing stuff, you know, and I, and I, and I was, wow, I, re- I really like this performing stuff, right? Like, I used to stand up. Fourth grade, I was standing up. I was playing raindrops keep falling on my head in the auditorium, you know, for the guy. We had, we had on maiden show, talent show, whatever. And then, you know, so I was doing that. That was my, you know, my big debut was fourth grade, right? <clears throat> so I was thinking, wow, this entertainment thing is pretty cool. Cause, you know, you just, you just stand there and you do your thing. And people clap for you, you get validated, and you go home. You, you, you know the game. And so now I saw this t- TV thing. I'm, wow, doing television is pretty cool, man. This is fun. Like, everybody, you know, gets involved. Everybody's cheering. Everybody, you know. And I saw the, the background, how they do them. And I was fascinated with this stuff, right? I was like, whoa, TV camera. And the cameras was huge. There was huge cameras. And then these guys, and it was all like mission control. They all had headsets. They was talking to each other. And then we had the director's voice came out. Like nobody seen the director. He was inside. He was inside his booth. Like he never come out. But we heard the voice, you know. So like, it was like God talking, you know. It was like looking around. It was looking up. It was looking all over the place. So anyway, that happened, right? And I thought it was cool. So I continue in my life journey, you know, which was elementary school, right? And I get past elementary school and now I'm into high school and stuff, right? And I meet this guy, right? And and I can't say his name. He's no longer with us. He, he passed away years ago. Freddie Morris, right? And Freddie and I became friends in high school. Now, Freddie used to be a regular on the Checkers of Pogo show because he learned ventriloquism. And he was actually really good at it, right? And he learned ventriloquism. You can you can Google him. He's all he got a couple of videos on him. Uh, he's on. He does a different kind of ventriloquist act than I do. It's not very clean, you know. It's not very clean, but it's on YouTube. Just Google Freddie. Freddie. Uh, Freddie spelled his name F R E D D I E. Okay, and then Morris M O R R I S. Okay, and then Freddie. Freddie, you can you can see his stuff. It's, it's outrageous. He was so funny. And and somebody, you know, was telling me, oh, he stole all his material from Mel Kabang. But but I saw Freddie Doom in high school and, and he you know, back in the day everybody borrowed material from everybody. I mean myself included, right? And so um but anyway, you can check his videos out. So Freddie, I got to meet him, right? High school days and everything. And pretty soon, you know, I I, I told Freddie, I said, Hey bro, you can get me in or what? I like I like I like go play my ukulele on Chinese and Pogo. See, so, so I thought, right, because 
you know, when 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 those days was going on, Donny Osmond was famous, right? And when Donny Osmond first came on in in the seventies, right? I was growing up, I was a small kid. I think Donny is like a couple years older than me. But when I was young, I was t- I was telling my mom, Ma, I can't take that guy. I can't take him. You know, and I was, you know, I was like, you know, singing Donny Osmond songs. Like, Ma, I'm better than this guy. Come on, take me to Hollywood. Let's go. You know, <laughs> my mom was like, my mom's face was buried in her hand. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, so I told Freddie, I said, hey, you can get me inside or what? And Freddie's like, oh, bro, you just gotta, you just gotta go talk to Pogo, bro. He's the man. He's the guy. He makes all the kind of decisions for the show. You, you gotta go talk to him. So I couldn't talk to him because I'm stuck over here in high school, right? So I waited till I was out of high school, but I had that in my head. Now, this is the law of attraction. What you think about, okay, manifest, it, it, it happens, okay? This is not a magic trick. This is not anything like that. What you have, the goals you have in your head, what you think about most will show up in your life, and it's unreal, Okay, I mean, there's plenty instances, and this is the checkers and pogo story, right? All right, there's many in- many instances that this happened in my life. This is checkers and pogo right here. So I finally get out of high school, right? I come over to to this island, right? And and you know, several things happened, but one of the things was I wanted to be a part of this show, and I remember Freddie telling me, "Oh, bro, you know, you gotta go see pogo." So. I did what my mother always taught me to do, right? My mother always taught me. My father, my father he never cared. He never cared about nothing. He, my, my father, he go work, he came home, he drink beer. Go work, came home, drink beer. On the weekends, we go diving, come home, drink beer. Right? My father was simple. It was easy, easy, easy brother kind. You know, and my mom, my mom was the one like, okay, well, if you want to talk to somebody, you go to the source. You go to the, the decision maker, right? <laughs> so the guy that makes the decisions. And so I found out it was Pogo. So I went right down to the TV station, to KGMB TV on Kapilani Boulevard, right? And, and I, I went to the back door, the stage door, and I would knock on the door, right? And the security guard came and I said, uh, excuse me, I'm looking for Pogo Pogo, right? And the guy goes, oh, bro, wow, you, you came on the wrong day. He, he does his taping on Saturdays. Now, you see, if this was today, in today's world, this would not be possible, right? Because of security, right? Like, like, what do you mean, pogo pogo? Like, they would check you out, you know? Back in the day, bro, things were so easy. It was like you could stalk somebody. You could, you could, you know, just follow somebody. You know what I'm saying? So they gave, the, the security guard was giving me the scoops, right? He goes, oh, they tape on, you know, Saturday. So I go, what time do they tape on Saturday? See, because, you know, I, I remember the story of the three little pigs and the wolf, you know, and the three little pigs and the wolf, you know, was tracking the three little pigs and, you know, what time they said they was going to the county fair, that kind of, so I remember all that kind of stories, you know, you guys probably forget all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I, I, I get too much information in my head, that's, that's all there is, that's all there is to it, right. so he goes, oh, no, they, they, they tape at 9 o'clock in the morning every Saturday, if you come at 9 o'clock, guarantee you can see them, so, oh, okay, so I waited until Saturday, because this was like, I don't know, one weekday. I waited till Saturday. Saturday, I was knocking on that door at exactly 9 o'clock, right? Because I never had life. I was like I was like 18 years old, no life, right? Knocking on the door. 
So I, I say, excuse me, I'm here to see uh, Pogo Pogue. He goes, oh, okay, I'll get him for you. So he goes in, right, and he, gra- he grabs Pogo Pogue, and he says, hey, there's, there's a kid outside the back door right, waiting for you. And so he comes out, so he goes, yes, can I help you? And I, and I said, hi, uh, Pogo, I, I'm a friend of Freddie Morris, and Freddie always told me, like, if I wanted to be on the show, like, I, I should come and talk to you. So he goes, oh, well, come in. And so he, he invites me in the stage door, right? <clears throat> this is the back door to the studios. Now, this is like, this is way back in the day, okay? Takes me up to the, what they call the penthouse. There is this sign inside. It said the penthouse. And so he took me upstairs. It was an office. It was his office. And it used to be the dressing room for Checkers and Pogo. Now, at this stage of the game, see, I didn't notice, but at this stage of the game, there was two months left on the show. Okay, what are the odds? This is the law of attraction working. Okay, this is God working. There was only two months. If I would have waited two months, Hines, the show would have been gone, right? If I did not act on inspired thought, okay, and the inspired thought happened when I was fifth grade, right? And I kept thinking that thought. I kept thinking. I kept watching them on TV, right? I kept thinking, okay, this never would have happened. So I got there and I, you know, went up to the office and, and I and I said, oh, it's because it was it was Pogo on the show. This lady, you know, you know, uh, costume. She was in this this animal costume, and she had two little girls, and the two little girls was with them. That was her two little girls, and and it was the last. You know, they they were performing with Pogo for like a couple of years, but this was the the ending of his contract. So he had to write them out. He had to he had to be there. And Checker's contract expired, so he was long gone already by that time, right? So he goes, well, you know, it's the last couple months of the show. He said, but I would be glad to, you know, have you on. He said, I can't pay you anything, but you can have all the popcorn you can eat, right? Because he had this huge, you know, sponsor. He used to bring huge bags of popcorn, right? And so I'm like, oh, popcorn sounds good to me, right? I can work for popcorn, right? I'm going to be on TV, right? Okay, so... So he says, okay, so we, we'll develop a character for you. You come back next Saturday and we'll, you know, we'll do it. So I came back the next Saturday. He said, you'll be the mailman. So I'm like, oh, okay. So for the first taping, I had jeans and something. I don't know. And then the second taping, I wore brown because, you know, mailman, right? Brown outfit, right? You know, like UPS, right? So, so I went dressing brown shorts, brown shirt, and, and I had slippers or something like that, right? And so I showed up. Anyway, but I was the mailman. And the mailman, bro, the experiences I had was, was unreal because I met all the guys that I used to see on Checkers and Pogo as a kid. Okay, there was Professor Fun, this guy, Fred Ball. Okay, and and I believe, uh, uh, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think Fred Ball is with us anymore, but he, he was there. And I got to meet him and, and, you know, and he was on the show and he, you know, he was still doing his magic tricks and all kinds of stuff. And I met Red. Okay, so they had one, they had one character called Red the Friendly Pharmacist. <laughs> okay. Now, this guy, and I, you know, back in the day, right, they had this thing called Reds. It was, it was like amphetamines, right? And they used to call them Reds back in the day. But, but this guy's name was Red the Friendly Pharmacist. And he used to talk about, you know, things that, that were helpful tips, you know, with, with, uh, with pharmaceuticals and stuff, right? So, read the friend. No, I'm not kidding. That that was his name, and and I threw a pie in his face one day, 
and on the show and I threw a pie in, in Professor Fun's face and 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 it was funny, bro. And so my my big thing was I was delivering cookies and there was a giant cookie in a pizza box in in a giant pizza box and and so we would have on huddle in the beginning of the show we would have on huddle and the huddle went something like you know so pogo was the quarterback he would say all right now he, he would say junior you count to 10 and then you knock on the wall and because the set you know there was a wall to the set he goes you knock on the wall and I'll say, who is it? And you say special delivery for Pogo Pogo. And, and you walk in and he goes, then, uh, Red, you do this, you do that. And so and so, you do this, do this. So he's ready. And, and everybody goes, yep, got it. Okay. We all got our parts. And this is how we, we improv. And, and, you know, he said, okay, when, when, I, when I come in, when you come in, then when I take the cookie from you, you stand there waiting for your tip and with your hand out. And I'm going to put a cookie in your hand after a second. And then, then you look at the cookie and then you look at the camera. And, and you look like, you know, is that it? Is that all? And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. So I added a little twist in it, right? So I knock on the wall, count to 10, knock on the wall, bring in a pizza. Oh, special delivery for Pogo Pogo. He's oh, Mr. Mailman. You know, so I go in, right? And I'm holding a cookie. And it, it, the pizza box, and he opens the pizza, and he, he the pizza box. He shows the cookie to the camera. Oh, there's a special cookie from whatever the sponsor, right? Cookie sponsor, and and then then I'm standing there with with my hand out, right, the whole time, and and so you can see me on camera. I'm just standing there with my hand out, like waiting for my tip, like <clears throat> like, like that kind of attitude, right? And, and so I'm standing there with my hand out. He goes, oh, 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 I, 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 I'm sorry. And he takes a small cookie and he puts it in my hand. I look at my hand. I look up at the camera and I go, oh, wow. And, and then I walk off. I walk off the, the camera and I walk off the set. And basically that was my role, right? And then the role evolved into, you know, uh, accidentally, you know, pushing one pie in somebody's face. And we, but we, we did all kinds of stuff in two months. So with two months, that means we did, so, so we would do one shoot on a Saturday for the next week. So we did, we taped five shows on a Saturday. So we did two months of Saturday. So we did eight tapings. I did eight tapings with uh, Checkers and Pogo and that, that lasted for two months. And uh, then it was a final show and um, it was kind of sad. Uh, the, the last show was kind of sad. And even though I was just there like, you know, for eight tapings, right? When we did the the last the last uh, show, it was like the end of an era, you know. And um, they had they had lays. They came out and they put lays on pogo stuff like that, you know. The the last show, and then I found out years later, right, that KGMB uh, trashed all of their films. They all the old episodes and everything. They got rid of all of it, so none of it made it to the modern world. None of it is on YouTube. Uh, there's the theme song. I believe the theme song made it. And unless somebody has some film or home movie somewhere, uh, to my knowledge, there's nothing of Checkers and Pogo uh, on film uh, in the modern world on YouTube or you know Vimeo or, or wherever, right? And unless somebody digs it up someplace and puts it on, okay. But you know that the experience was was awesome. Now here's the second end of of that experience, right? So everybody back home was watching, right? And and the funny thing was, like I was living in a 
in a studio in Macaulay. You know, and it, like, I think it was like 300 a month or something like that. Like, bro, I was poor. I never even have on TV. Never have on TV. Only had on radio. I had on, I had on Sony Walkman. That's all I had, bro. So I used to go down to Sears. And I said this on not a podcast for wrestling. Right, cause same thing for wrestling. For wrestling, I only had on 13 inch TV by that time, right? And and so I had to go down Sears, Alamoana, and sit down in front of console TVs, right, and watch and watch the the, the program. Okay, so I I did the same thing with wrestling when I was really young, when I was 18, right? And I would sit there, and 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 kids would come by, and all the kids would sit down and watch cartoons, right? And some of these kids would give me the eye, you know, and look, you know. And I remember one kid telling his mom, Mom, that's the man from Checkers and Pogo. That's the man from Checkers and Pogo. And the mother was telling the kid, Oh, come on, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not, he's not on TV. He's not on a TV. And and I actually was. I was sitting there watching myself on TV always. And and the and the poor kid, man, he was cause he knows what he saw. He he was sitting there with me. And he saw and then his motto and call him, Hey, come here, come on, let's go. And and he goes, Come on, that's that, that's that's the guy right there, right there. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching TV with him, right? And so the poor kid, he gets he gets gaslit because his mother's telling him like, that's not the guy. And then actually was the guy because the guy was sitting with him watching me, right, watching me on TV. But that was that was that was classic. That was so classic. So anyway, that happened, Hoines. Then years go fast forward years later, right? So I'm on the radio, and Lanai and Augie is on the radio. Okay, so Lanai and Augie, uh, for you guys outside of Hawaii, they're a famous uh, radio team, right? And there was kind of like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. They, you know, they had a huge following. And uh, <clears throat> so this lady decides, uh, you know, and, and I, I was I was on this this other radio station, and and um, this this lady decides that she's gonna do this special on Checkers and Pogo, right? And she was working for KGMB at the time. And we're not going to mention her name because, <laughs> just because, right? We're not going to mention her name. But but anyway, so she puts this special together to honor Chagas and Pogo, whatever, all this stuff, right? And and all of a sudden, right, you get, you get these guys commenting on stuff that happened when they were babies, right? Because these guys, <laughs> these guys were like, and not just these guys, but other radio people, right? Now, these guys had no... I, Brad, it was all in, in second grade, third grade when Checkers and Pogo was doing... When I was doing the last run with Pogo, they were probably in, in uh, intermediate school if they were old enough. Probably maybe maybe sixth grade if they was lucky, right? And so anyway, but these guys were all on TV. Now, she got a hold of me. Because she heard that I was on the show, right? And so she she goes, do you have any memorabilia or anything? And I go, yeah, sure. I got, you know, my goodie bag, all that, got pictures of all of that. And so my auntie sent me the pictures that she had, right? And so we gave her the pictures and they put the pictures on the TV special, right? And and so they put the, you know, the different memorabilia stuff that we had, the souvenirs. And so she put that on. And... um they asked all these guys to be a part of the show. And, you know, and I, I told her, I said, uh, I actually did the last two months of the show, you know, whatever. 
And when the show came out, right? And I, I thought she was going to call me to ask me, like, what the, you know, what was it like? What was, you know. But because my haters, I had such professional haters, right? Okay, I don't, I don't know what happened. But all these guys who were, quote, popular, end quote, at the time, all showed up on a TV special talking about Checkers and Pogo, right? And I was like, wait a minute. I was that one guy <clears throat> that was actually on the show that, I mean, you know, because they, they did include Professor Fun because he was still alive and he, you know, he, he went on and he talked about it. And um, they didn't really get too many other guys, you know, but they had, you know, commentary from Professor Fun. And, and he was probably the guy that um, he, he went on to do another TV show of his own, you know, called Cakey TV Pow. And that was in the in the 80s. So he actually, you know, went off and did his own and uh, on another on another network, as they say. And so so all these guys. But the thing that cracked me up was that all these guys that I work with in radio, right, who were actually popular at the time, were commenting on stuff they had they had they wasn't even there. There was these guys was in their babies, right? <laughs> and I was I was doing this stuff. So so anyway, so that you know, that was kinda that was kinda ironic. But here's the law of attraction, Hawaiians, okay? It doesn't matter if if you know there's there's so many things that I will never get recognized for ever, ever in my whole life, right? Because people when people see you do stuff, right? When they see you, and this is the law of attraction, okay? You're on the planet for you and your experiences, okay? Period, right? Now, when you manifest things into your world, it's because you want to do it. It's because you think it's cool. It's because this was your dream, right? Okay, now, I don't care if you're in the middle of this beautiful romance or if you're you with this chick on the beach in Bora Bora right I mean you know if that was your dream right you know like like one day you look at a travel post and you go yeah Bora Bora that's where I want to be with one hot chick and then you meet one chick and you go hey baby you know you like go Bora Bora right then you live your dreams you see what I'm saying you live your dream Mm -hmm. but here's the thing the way you get a lot of haters really quick is if you just keep living dreams, right? You just one dream after the other dream and then the next dream. And pretty soon people look at you going, what the hell? <laughs> you see what I mean? So, so I had the kind of haters that, right? Even if they knew I was part of the, the thing, right? Oh, God, we ain't letting him in here. You, you see what I'm saying? So. And, and, bro, I, I got to tell you, you know, this is not a podcast, but there's so many of these instances, bro, you know. And so, anyway, so that happened, right? And and the law of attraction part. Now, first, what you do, okay? Now, get your idea, okay? Get your intention. Make your intention towards that idea. Because when I was a kid, I told myself over and over and over, when I grew up, I like I like work on checkers and pogo, just like Freddie. Because I saw Freddie work on checkers and pogo. I saw him go do his ventriloquist thing. He was a star. He was like a childhood star, right? And then when Freddie came, or oh, you know, Freddie was actually from here. He went to our school on Kauai. He went to our school for like one year. His dad started up uh, Primo Distribution in, in Kauai. His dad was with Primo. <clears throat> and so, you know, so he spent a year on Kauai. And so he used to fly back and forth. 
and he was on Jaguars and Pogo in high school. So he was he was a star already. He was a celebrity when he was with us. And you know all the chicks. I mean, bro, he had chicks. He had, he had you know. I think I think um, <laughs> we we was down the hotel sucking him up one day when 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 I told him, Freddie, tell me how you do this ventriloquist thing, right? Now this is not a podcast, but I'm just saying, I pressured him into showing me how, and that's what I had to do. You see. Coins, when you get, you know, you got to take the steps, right? And you, you cannot take no for an answer. You know, if I would have stopped when Freddie goes, oh, no, I can't, I can't do that. That would be like a magician showing you the trick, right? That's what he told me in the beginning. And I said, no, Freddie, come on, man. Dad, come on. And, and the more we drank, and pretty soon he goes, all right, then will you shut the hell up if I tell you, if I show you, don't you ever tell anybody. I, I was, Freddie, you have my word. You have my word. And I never told anybody. I never told anybody till way down the road, you know, when I started performing ventriloquism in Hawaii, right? Until today, I'm Hawaii's only ventriloquist. With with the exception of one of my students that I taught ventriloquism to. And I don't I don't know if he's still actively doing it, but when he was younger, uh, this young boy, I taught him how and he actually got good. If you guys wanna see his videos, all you gotta do is go to my Instagram. Voice Master Vocal Development Instagram and just scroll down and you will see this kid and he's so good. I mean, this guy, we call him MC and he was so good at, at ventriloquism. Uh, he, he, he was very, very talented. And so that's what I did. You know, I passed it on. I didn't let it die with me until today. If kids want to learn, I'll teach them. You know, so if you if you you young kid, you young kid, you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Just send them to me. I will teach them how to be a ventriloquist, and nothing to it. Uh, just a lot, a lot of practice, tons of tons of practice. So anyway, but but if I would have taken that first no from Freddie, when Freddie told me it was like was like revealing a magician's trick, I would have never learned, and I would have never brought it into this era, into this age. It would have died a long time ago, and it would have died with Freddie Morris. See, and God rest his soul, bro. He he really he showed me the the ropes, and he showed all right here. It's how you do it. And we spent about maybe fifteen to twenty minutes on it. That's all the training I had. Then I had to perfect it. Then it lived in my head for years and years and years and years and years. But that's not a podcast, Owens. But here's what I'm trying to here's what I'm trying to get across to you. First, you get the idea, okay? Everything's born with an idea, okay? When you get the idea, even if you saw it from somebody else, you saw somebody else do it, and then, oh, I think that's cool. I want to do that. What you need to do is you need to make the intention. When I saw Freddie performing on the Checkers and Pogo show, I said, one day I'm going to grow up to work on the Checkers and Pogo show. I didn't know how it was going to happen, right? I thought I was going to be with Checkers and Pogo, right? I thought both of them was going to be there and like I was going to be on character because they had plenty of characters. They had plenty of radio DJs that used to play characters. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be one of the characters. I, you know, I'm going to be like that, right? That was, that was a dream, a dream, okay? Now, when people ask me, well, what was your dream? Well, uh, I had plenty, <laughs> you know. And then when people ask me, like, well, uh, what what happened when you set out to live your dreams? And I go, well, uh, I wouldn't live them all. <laughs> and they look at me like I'm some kind of topper or something. I said, no, don't get me wrong. In in my mind, I wanted to do all this stuff, 
right? So some people know me from, you know, radio. Some people know me from entertainment. Some people know me as the ventriloquist. Some people know me as the guitar player. Some, you know, people know me. Some people know me as the businessman. Some people know me as owning a bunch of companies. Some people know me as, as a consultant. Some people know me as, you see, but different people know me as different things. And, and it's all, irrelevant it's all there it's all manifested see hawaiians and you can do it too only recently and i want to say within the last 15 maybe 20 years if it's a stretch maybe 20 years maybe 15 maybe 12 and in the last 12 to 15 years I've seen young kids, okay, and I'm talking about like college level, high school, high school and college kids. I've I've seen them do more than one thing, right? They they got this going over here, they got that going over there, and they got that, and they're spinning the three plates, right? And these three plates involve careers because of technology. They can do this, they can do that over there, and they can do the other one over there. You see. And they're not all related. They don't always have to be related. See, but they put this hat on when they're doing this. They take off that. They put on the other hat. They do this. And then they go over there and do the other hat and do that. You see? And I was doing this like years and years ago, right? Because I found out the secret. And the secret wasn't, you know, the secret movie, right? Uh, Although I saw that about, what, 12, almost 13 years ago now, you know? But what happened was... When I was a kid, somebody told me, you know, you can be anything you want to be. And I believed it. I just believed it. It To me, it sounded like solid. It, it, it was like, yeah, bro, that's solid right there. Yeah, you can be anything. You could just, you could just do whatever. You could, you could be anybody. Do, do anything, right? And so, so I set out into the world with a checklist. You know, then, then, you know, years later, right? Like I think it was in the late 80s. People started saying bucket list. And then in the 90s, they started saying bucket list. And I'm like, no, no, I don't have a bucket list. See, bucket lists are things that you check off that you always want to do that you just do and you, you know, you're on to the next thing. I'm like, no, no, I, I didn't have a bucket list. I had goals. See, I knew them as goals, right? So I had a goal, you know, one of the goals, you know, but I didn't have just one goal. You know, one of the goals was, yeah, I want to grow up and work on a Checkers and Pogo show, right? And when that happened, Hoines, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how that felt when I was sitting on the floor in Sears, right? With all the small little kids, right? Giving me all kinds of stares, right? I cannot tell you how that felt. Because I was watching myself on TV and I was going, oh, bro, you actually did that. Bro, you, you was, you know, and I had to, I had to process that. I had to go, bro, whoa, when you was fifth grade, you was on that show. And now look, you, you right there. And that was my proof, right? I was like, whoa, I was watching myself, right? I don't have any video of it, right? You know, but I was watching him. I go, whoa. So that confirmed, that was confirmation at 18. That was confirmation that told me, bro, whatever you like, do, just go, just go, Right? And then I met influential people in my life who told me the same thing. They said, bah, you can, you can do whatever you like. With the exception of my uncle. And my uncle told me that in a different way. But he told me, bah, you gotta pick one thing and you gotta go. And I'm like, no, uncle. And we used to, we used to scrap, but me and my uncle, we used to get in arguments. <clears throat> Cause I used to tell him, no, uncle, this, I only living one time. You know, I got, I got a, I got a sample. 
bro, that I sample everything. I sample all this stuff, you know. And and I cannot tell you how how true it is. I cannot tell you that this is the law of attraction. 12, 13 years ago, when I saw the secret movie, I said, hey, you know what? This is the crap I've been living. I was right all along because that's the idea I had. When somebody told me when I was a kid, right? And they told me, you can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. And you're smart. You can. I mean, that's what they told me. I don't have that story. You know that a lot of people have that story. Oh, you know, when I was a kid, oh, somebody told me you will never do this. You will never do this. You never be anything, right? And I didn't overcompensate like that. You know, when I was 14 years old, I had my first radio show. I was the youngest guy on the island of Kauai ever to have a radio show. You know, but I manifested that. And I went to donate my time to write, to, to do this jingle for, for a politician, Joanne Yukimura, who, who ran and won the council race on Kauai when I was 14. And I met the radio guy, right? And I donated my time. You see what happens when you give Hawaiian, Hawaiians, okay? I donated my time, right? Then I met the radio guy and then I went call him up, okay? Follow up, Hawaiians. That's the rules there. Follow up. There you go. One more rule. And I followed up, right? And when I followed up, he goes, yeah, well, why don't you? Because he thought it was cool. Hey, let's have a 14-year-old DJ, right? He thought it was cool. And he gave me a break. See, when I knocked on the door at KGMB and and then Pogo came out, he gave me a break. You know, he probably looked at me and go, oh, this little kid, oh, I got two months, what the hell? Let him in, let, let put him on the show. You see? But but these things happen. At first, it starts in your mind. Second, take the baby steps. And third, you're going to manifest it, Hawaiians. And you will live your dream or all your dreams oh i got i gotta go sorry sorry hawaiians i gotta go live your dreams hawaiians life is short live your dreams okay if you want to really learn how to live your dreams and how to do this stuff it's very simple okay but you got to shoot me an email here for you usa at gmail.com or go to the website it's here for you dot live Hey, want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa. Also, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, right, over there at Island Club and Spa. Also, we'd like to uh, thank uh, Voice Master Enterprises, Family of Service Companies. Also, AFMHawaiiMusic.com. I'd like to say mahalo to them, guys. All right. Hey, check out my new CD. My new CD is out. It's called uh, For All My Loves. It's on iTunes. Check them out. Until next time, I'm Junior Kekoe with Junior saying mahalo and aloha.